Every dick in hell broke loose. <laughs> Every dick in hell broke loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me about these dicks. Uh, so <laughs> my central air is dying. My air conditioning keeps kicking off for hours at a time. And we're not exactly sure what's wrong. We're not sure how expensive it's going to be, but it's like 74 in our house. And Joanna texts me every day that I'm at work and is like, our air conditioning's broken, raw, fix it. And I just, I don't know exactly how to fix it. I don't even know exactly what's wrong. Uh, Do you want me to talk to my father-in-law? See if he can give you a good price? Well, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, we've got this guy that is like a friend of Joanna's family. And uh, he's, how do I say this? He's not like really professional. Yeah. He's not really professional, so he's really cheap, if that uh, makes sense. Not that Amanda's okay. father-in-law wouldn't be, or your your father-in-law wouldn't be really cheap, but we just worked with him before, and he's a super are nice you, guy. So are we'll you calling my father-in-law cheap? What? No, no. Wow. Yeah, I'm saying he's probably less cheap than this guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you want from me? That was an insult. Uh, I'm just I'm just recording your audio. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm recording your audio. I hijacked your audio. This was I gave you no permission to do such a thing. Ha! This is Indiana. <laughs> it is a, <laughs> a one. <laughs> it's a one consent state. It is, and I'm part of this conversation, and I consent it, Ben. Hey, just so everybody, just so you know, if you're in Indiana, feel free to just tell people that shout out I consent at random times. And anyone that's being recorded, yes, doesn't matter. They, you, we don't, you don't have to ask for their permission. As long as one party consents, you're good. <laughs> so if that happens. And just, we know that for reasons, okay? Don't ask about it. Reasons that <laughs> we could have we could have used in a, in a very dick way. More dicks. More <laughs> dicks would have been released from hell oh, because of us. <laughs> oh, man, Keith. So you're hijacking my audio, so I don't even need to have anything open on my end. I'm good, nope. right? Yep. Okay. Ooh. I'm sorry that it took me so long, but I literally got done doing payroll for all of the employees and stuff, Sounds sending boring. emails. Say what? Sounds boring. Yeah, absolutely. It was terrible, honestly. Ugh. <laughs> it's pretty bad. So, Keith, what is this? You have a new job. I don't even like your whole life is changing and I don't know anything about it. Well, hey, it's OK. Well, first, Nate said he has a new job. Just so you all know, welcome to Pilgrims of Prodigals. And today we have a guest on air who may chime in every once in a while to say something random. Um, so Nate said he has a new job. <laughs> Get out, dude. He does. He's working for uh Fastenal delivering vending machines and such. Well, that's cool. Yeah, dude. Okay, so my job, which is more important than Nate's job. Okay, so I don't actually have it yet, but I went in for my interview today and then yeah. they said, "Keith, you are so good. You release all the dicks from hell." <laughs> oh my god why when you say that did i just hear 
why did I hear it like, Keith, you so good. You really saw dicks from hell. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. 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 So, but no, they said I did really good in my interview. And um, if I'm going to receive an email in the next couple days to see who they thought was the best fit for the position. And oh, dude, I hope you freaking get it, man. I hope I freaking get it, dude. Yeah, that would be lit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I. Uh... Oh, yeah. And then also today, before yeah. you get back to your story real quick. Yeah. Also, I, when I got done with that, I came home and my uh, cousin, Amanda's Amanda's cousin, David, he got yeah. tickets to uh, the practice runs and all the stuff that was going on at the Brickyard today, the Brickyard 500 yeah. for the yeah. race this weekend. And it was really awesome. So me and him and his dad went up there today and, you know, walked around the track. I've never been up to Brickyard before, so it was really cool. And mm-hmm. we something really cool that happened, we actually got special tickets to ride in one of the pace cars around the track and mm-hmm. we were going like freaking 120 miles an hour around the track dude it was awesome that's what's up i promise keith i have never done that on the actual interstate i promise sure uh, it's sure. never it's never been 1 a.m in louisiana on a giant straightaway <laughs> i've never done that in my life i am a pace car <laughs> <laughs> i was a dodge durango that's what i was <laughs> Uh, How was, dumb. Like, seriously, anyone that's like, if you're in your car and you're like, I wonder how fast I can go. I wonder how hard I can die. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. It's, I promise you I've been there. It's not really that exciting. You're just like, the world's moving awfully fast and I'm really close to dying for a dumb reason. If you ask yourself that question, just immediately slap yourself in the face. <laughs> what question? How fast can I go? Yeah, no. <laughs> you're like, uh how can I not die is a better question to ask yourself at almost every point in your life. Yeah. If you ever are weighing, what's a better question to ask yourself? How fast can I go versus how can I not die? Or how can I avoid dying? Always go with how can I avoid dying? Yeah. Safe bet. I'm telling you best investment of your life. And I think we can, we can all theologically agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, I think uh, it brings up an interesting point, Keith. You're getting really deep there because the Bible says, you know, the Bible says uh, those who love their life lose it. Those who lay it down for my sake, mm. keep it for eternity. Do it. But I, I don't think that Jesus was talking about. Uh, what are you clicking? Sorry. Sorry. I can't. I need. Okay, Keith, so my job outlawed fidget spinners, kendamas, and fidget toys of all manner. We can't have Rubik's Cubes. And so I'm up there all day just being all like not fidgeting. And then I come home. Uh. Hey, I lost you for a second there. Hey, I think it was because you had your video on and one of our connections couldn't support it. Okay. All right. That's off now. Okay. We're back. We're back. We're back. Part two. Yep. Uh, so they outlawed fidgets. They outlawed fidget spinners uh, and fidget toys and Rubik's cubes, and so I just have to be not fidgeting all day, and it's literally torture for me. I'm just like, 
I need to fidget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, can I tell you a story from my job real quick? Not not to get too far off topic and just talk about life and whatever else here, but do it. I mean, so, that's the only reason people tune into this podcast to listen to our lives because they're so interesting. Yeah, definitely. Everything else is an afterthought. People are like, "Oh, geez, they're talking about uh, philosophy." And gosh, let's get back to Ben's job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. No, so uh, no, but this is for real, insane. Like if. It might be different for you because you've been in factories and stuff before, but I have an office job where everything is like a PC safe space. Like you just – you don't say stuff about politics. You don't say stuff about religion. It's just like HR. HR is literally – wait. We'll restart your device outside of active hours. Select this message to change active hours. What? Sorry. I was trying to make my computer not shut down. Oh. Uh, no, but my, my office is a PC safe space. You don't talk about race, religion, anything like that. That's all like you respect people's pronouns and like it just – it's a safe space, professional environment. You don't talk about it. Okay. Everything's chill. Uh, and so I we try to create that environment, a professional environment where people don't need to discuss things that cause fights and problems at all hours of their life. So – that being said, we're, we do this activity to teach people how to relate to other people when they're on the phones. I work in a call center, so we have to teach people like connect with your customers and blah. Okay, so to make, to make a long story short, we're doing this activity where I'll say something like I really want to eat Taco Bell right now. And then the next person in class has to say I can relate because a late night snack is always a good thing. And then that person will say something and the next person relates and so on and so forth. So we go around the room and we all show that we can relate to just about anything if we try hard enough. Okay. Keith, are you, okay. I was just making sure you're still there. Yep, so I'm here. It gets this kind of older gentleman in my class who's like 40, doesn't talk a lot. It's kind of shifty eyed. We're not really sure about who this guy is. <laughs> it's day two. We don't really know what's going on. Does he work guy. here? Is he just a homeless guy that yeah. is sitting in one of our chairs? <laughs> So he's, he's kind of uh, – we're not really sure about him. So we're going through. Everybody's playing along nicely and then it gets to him and he's like, hi, I just don't know what to say. I just uh, – I just – and then he looks at the kid in front of him who's this like <laughs> 20-year-old computer gamer, you know, just lives on online gaming and he looks at him and he's like, OK, well, here we go. Do you know the Lord Jesus as your personal savior? Yes. <laughs> Yes. And I'm like, how can someone relate to that? That wasn't even a statement about yourself. And it was just completely like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, and, I'm, man. and so the whole class loses it and is like, oh my God, you can't do that. And then I'm like, bro, you got to turn that down. Let's try again. Get back in there. Here in know? an atmosphere where we're, where we're trying not to offend each other. Offense. Yeah, and, and, then, and then, no, 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 no. Wait, it gets better. And then I'm like, Tur turn it down a little bit. Try it again. He's like, huh, Donald Trump. Who's that guy going to kill next? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Stop this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Gary, you're done. You just, you're going to say this. Say, I love apples. And then, and then I was talking to the other guy, John. I'm like, John, respond to I love apples. 
I have to, I like, I had to cut that guy out of the equation because he was just going ham. <laughs> he was going in on every offensive thing that he could possibly say. Religion, Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, bro. It was crazy. I lost it. Man. Oh man, that sounds insane. It's pretty. It's pretty, pretty awesome. I laughed really, really hard. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to tell you that story. It was crazy. I don't have any funny stories, man. That's okay. I, I my week, you. my week's yeah. been very boring. <laughs> Man, tell you what, my week has been quite the interesting ebb and flow of ups and downs and sad faces and happy faces. Oh, I but but it's okay, man. Life is life is overall good because I have a grateful heart. And you have your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that in a, in a not joking way, that, that really causes me to have a grateful heart, which keeps yeah me happy to be alive oh my gosh keith okay i uh, sorry do you yeah. have a topic you want to get into because i really don't i'm sorry Sick. listenership that's sweet oh by the that way is... also real quick just a couple shout outs actually oh, shout out. one shout what, out what it's just to our listener shout base out. yeah sh- 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 shout out yeah our listener base has officially grown this week from 65 to 69 oh ooh, bounce, bounce, bounce. Ooh, yeah. yeah 69 listeners the best listener base ever sorry yeah. this is getting awkward i'm sorry <laughs> listeners if you feel like you are you are harassed in any way <laughs> we apologize <laughs> no that's cool <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah no. i mean that's not, that's about it so oh, yeah I, I was gonna i was gonna bring up something that i i know you've probably heard because you've seen it on facebook and stuff but like oh the the whole stuff with chester bennington yeah that guy <laughs> yeah that no guy. like nothing bad about him nothing bad at all the the lead singer, it's too soon to make jokes yeah 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 oh my gosh dude the internet is the most heartless place i've ever been on my in my entire life like you could go to some third like you go to north korea and the way that you would be treated would be absolutely inhumane and terrible but if the internet was an actual physical place it would be 10 times the hellhole that north korea is because it's so heartless and wrong like the internet is a terrible place if it was a physical place i would warn people to not go there like if we were the lion king sitting up on the mountain we'd be like that's the dark space that's the internet we don't go there but sorry i digress but the way i found out about this was someone posted on facebook you know, we tried so hard, we got so far, and in the end, I guess no. It's Rest in peace. And I'm like, what? If <laughs> no, this is a real person, you douchebag. What is That's wrong with mean. you? That's mean. That was oh. the day of the day of someone post that, and I'm like, what? I didn't comment because I didn't want to start like a flame war, but like, no, that was one of the one of the dicks that got released from hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, whoever you were, but that yeah. was that was not a cool. No, it wasn't cool at all. But like, dang, dude, it's you know, it's it's really cool though. Is I, it's, it's none none of this is cool. It's all terrible. Rephrase that. It sucks that he died the way he did, and it looks like he took his own life. Uh, 
I mean, it looks pretty evident, but there's all those articles circulating on Facebook that like, well, maybe it was a, not a suicide. It was a homicide and whatever. Not getting into that right now, but it's brought up a lot of cool conversations this week about like life and why is it worth living and so on and so forth. And I've been talking to a ton of people at my job because all the Linkin Park fans like or people that listen to Lincoln Park, they know that I was in a Christian death metal band. So they're like, yeah, Ben is loosely alternative in some way, shape or form. So he likes music that was heavy. And so they come to me talking about Lincoln Park and it's brought up a lot of good conversations about life and why is it worth living and so on and so forth. And yeah. it's an interesting and difficult conversation if you don't just immediately revert to Jesus. You know what I mean? Like – my reason for living is definitely to love people, make the world a better place, but that's all rooted in why do I do that is because I have a God who loves me and has designed me to do that and I want to honor him. Mm -hmm. But when you don't immediately revert to Jesus and talking about suicide and life and mortality and all that stuff, it's a really difficult but really interesting conversation to hear the reasons that people think that life is worth living. Yeah. Okay. So but, I have uh, aside but, from. Uh, okay. So take uh, take uh, Jesus out of the question. Like, is there anything else that makes you want to live? Like, what uh, what other thing in your life like makes you enjoy life? Uh, I mean, so I'm going to take Jesus completely out of the picture, and the really easy answer is friends and family. Yeah, that's the really easy answer is friends and family is yeah. not so not so much friends because like friends I love my friends but they have other friends and they don't need me to live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my friends like I I would leave you guys behind and it would hurt and it would suck. But I know that I am not like a part of the foundation. Honestly, your- for me there are two things that Apart from my Lord and Savior, and I say that in all sincerity, it's just a funny way to say it, but it's real though. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not demeaning Jesus at all. Anyways. So so there (laughs) are two things aside from Jesus that make me want to live, and that is try not to laugh, vine compilations, and dank memes. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, that's it. What else do you need? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Nate said definitely I'll not a wife. What, man, <laughs> I will tell you what. If I'm having a bad day and I watch some crazy meme, like I watch those all the time. Like I watched a bunch of them today. The the thing that kills me every single time is the you know that the guy from Storage Wars and like someone will say some <laughs> either horrendous swear words. Or someone will be like, you freaking mother fricker, and they'll be like, watch your profanity. You know, <laughs> if you've never seen a meme with that watch your profanity guy, he is the most uh, hilarious crap. I freaking love that. Watch your profanity. So I made, I kind of made my own meme today. What? So, yeah, and it, it's, it's funny because it, it's actually a picture that Amanda took from her daycare. So, so, uh, as the caption, I typed when 
Christians have a good heart but don't understand the message they're sending to kids. And what the picture was, it's a light switch, right? Mm-hmm. But the light switch, it's Jesus, and he's got two children, like, in each of his arms to the side. And mm-hmm. then in the middle where the light switch is, it just happens to be... Jesus is Christ. Located in the groin region. Ah, <laughs> no! <laughs> And Jesus and both of the kids are staring at it. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is terrible. It's it's horrible. It's that's, really that's bad. Incredibly gosh. It's really bad. It's on the oh. uh it's on the uh, BC Club Facebook page. I posted it on there. I figured if I put it there, uh It'll get where it needs to go. Yeah, It'll and get where it needs to go. And uh there there would be no theological arguments about that one, so yeah, oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, Weird. I would say I mean, not to not to derail that point. I'm not if if you had a deeper point about <laughs> no, I how really didn't know. The like... lights are on whenever Jesus is flipped up and they're off when he's flipped down. Uh you I have mean, another it might to make there. <laughs> it went a little darker than that, but okay. Uh what 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 happened? Your point was darker, what? Well, it got it got weirder, I guess. Okay. I mean, what what do you do with a light switch? You you just treat it like a light switch, Keith. It's not. It's not. It's not holy junk. It's not. <laughs> it's not what that is. It's a freaking light switch. Just move on. Use your maturity to separate a picture of Jesus from the light switch. And they all I'm saying is, thing. if that was in my room, the lights would always be turned off. Cause <laughs> I don't want to shut up, cat. <laughs> Jay Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. No. But I mean, I like. I don't. We don't. I don't think we need to ride that train any longer, Keith. Okay. So I have a up. question. Okay. All right. Wait. Yeah. So, and I don't have any like deep theological understanding on this, and. Like, I know what I have been told and taught, but I also know what I feel and think as well. So do you personally, as a person, believe that someone committing suicide will send them to hell? Oh, geez, that got really deep. We started talking about what makes life worth living, and now we're on the other side like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, what if life eternal isn't worth living? Judgment <laughs> yeah. Fire, jeez. Let's talk about all right. that. All right, good know, transition. Just... Good, like it. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. That was that was easy and simple. What's life worth living? All right, switch it up. Jesus is a light switch. Boom. And now <laughs> is is uh, is it hellfire for people that commit suicide? <laughs> That's perfect, man. Jeez, what is what is wrong with this episode? <laughs> All right. Um, so we didn't plan is it, it. Instant hell if you commit suicide. Is that the question? Yes. Like, do you think that suicide merits hell? Whatever that is, because I mean, obviously, me personally, I'm still in a spot where I'm trying to figure out what exactly is hell and what exactly is separation from God. So, yeah, yeah. all that well, aside, I mean, does is, is suicide? Do you, do you receive judgment for yeah. suicide? Does like, is suicide it, merit judgment? Uh, 
gosh. I mean, everything that I've been taught my whole life wants me to say yes. And honestly, if I was going to like, and if I had to call it one way or the other, I think I would lean towards yes. Uh, Personally for me, because it's, it's a statement of utter hopelessness, no value in life, no good thing worth living for, including God. So it's a statement to devalue God, to say that the hope of Jesus is not enough to sustain me in this life, basically speaks that the grace of God isn't sufficient. Um, also says that the pain that I experience is greater than the comfort that can be given by God. I don't know. I just think that it kind of, I think it's a statement that deglorifies and uh, it basically speaks negatively to God in general to say that like it's 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 too bad and there's no way it's getting better. I do not trust. And then you're like, and then you're dead. So you die in a statement of non-trust. You do not rely on God. You do not trust in God. And then okay, so over. this is my question. Now, now, now that that's me. That's me from an outside perspective. Okay, Someone in continue. that moment could be thinking thoughts like, "God, I trust you, but this is too much, and I feel like this is honestly what you want for me." But it, from the outside looking in, I don't know if I can really agree personally that someone taking their own life is what God wants for them. Yeah. So okay, I understand what you're saying with that, but my question is. Uh, so even Christians struggle with depression. Oh yeah. So, oh, yeah. so if is it possible for someone to be a Christian and yeah. be saved, and then one night just get so depressed that they don't see another way out and kill themselves? Does that one act or that one sin merit their eternal judgment when? They were believers and they really, in their mind, tried to fight it. And that's yeah, the part, see, that's the part that, that, that I just can't get past. I mean, like, is, no, you, you bring up an incredibly good point there. Like mental illness. Like for example, if – and this is, this is where it's going to get a little bit eh, sticky and not sure. Why do I keep saying messy and sticky on these episodes? Like, God dang. <laughs> please stop. Please so, stop. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get – it's going to get a little bit dirty. No, no, <laughs> there's no right word for it. Where it's going to get a little bit hazy. There you go. Hazy. It's going to because it's going to become a gray area because like, for example, if we, if I knew someone who had a mental illness and this is literally with the utmost respect, I say all these things. And if it's disrespectful, I apologize. But like for someone who had a mental illness, like, no matter what the mental illness, if it caused you to lose control in any way, shape, or form physically, mentally, and you just literally mm-hmm. weren't there, you're just gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you run – you break away from someone and run out into traffic and get hit by a car or you uh, were – you just like, I don't know, ran off a cliff or something. Like something caused you to kill yourself due to a mental illness or a physical developmental problem that you had that I don't feel like I can put judgment on that person because it wasn't their will or intention that, that made that happen. And with depression, 
I don't know. Does it get so bad? And I mean, I think it's possible that the, the chemical imbalances there in the brain that cause someone to have zero hope, can it get so bad that it separates it from they can't be held accountable for their intentions? You know what I mean? Like we do that in court, like some mental illnesses, yeah. we will waive the consequences of someone's actions because of a mental illness. Will, will God do that in the heavenly court whenever – will he waive mm-hmm. the consequences because of the extenuating circumstances of a mental illness? Okay, I'm going to third party give a response that Nate has. So Okay, okay. All right. Wait, is Nate going to like actually talk? One second. One second. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah, so Nate raised a good point. Um, on, that, um, on that topic, he said, does every, does every sin that a Christian commits have to be verbally repented of? Or does God know the condition of the heart? And that brings up a good point for me because I, I guess I really, I, I can't be too quick to, to say, yeah, that person's going to hell because I don't know that person's relationship with God. I True. don't know the repentedness of, and maybe, cause maybe they really regretted doing it even in the moment that they were doing it. Maybe they really hated the fact that they were doing it. Maybe it wasn't a mental illness, but that's a different topic. Um, but specifically talking about the repentedness of the heart, like, you know, when you do something you know you're not supposed to do, do you feel like you need to verbally repent of that to God or to other people before you're forgiven? Or do you, are you like, okay, I know it was wrong. Me and God have kind of talked it out a little bit, not in a verbal way where everyone knows, but me and God have worked through that. And he knows where my heart's at. And maybe, uh-huh. and maybe like someone who struggled with suicide and didn't, or struggled with depression and didn't make it out alive on the other end, maybe their heart was in the same place where they were really trying to fight it. They were believers and really trying, and I'm not trying to put every, every margin of suicide in that, but I'm just saying not, not every person who's ever committed suicide i can't just put that judgment on them and say oh well yeah they're going to hell because the bible says Mm -hmm. no i i totally agree with you that i think this about everything in my life uh that there's a there's a guy i talk to and we debate all the time at work and his like philosophy on life is that like here's where we need to start there's a baseline of we don't know anything about anything. Like when you think about <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grand, when you when you think about the grand scheme of things and how life works, literally our perspective and our senses are so limited to things that are on a godly scale. We don't know anything about anything. Now, I mean, God reveals himself and we know some stuff. Right. Yeah, but even our perception to get God and how he reveals himself mm-hmm. can be misinterpreted like many people have misinterpreted the Bible. But I don't know. Like, I don't like, want to throw the Bible out the window. No, but yeah. At the me, same me time, either. I don't want to use. I don't want to use the Bible as this tool to beat someone up and to, you know, pronounce judgment on someone when 
I don't really fully know if if I really believe that that's right because there's no, ju- there's yeah, just a right. lot of variables and the thing is like the thing that we've repeated in the last couple episodes which I will continue to do is that I don't think the Bible is black and white on every subject. I don't think I can look at suicide and say, oh, well, if they killed themselves and they're in hell. Because that, honestly, it's bullshit to, like, to be able to, like, look at someone with zero remorse, zero compassion, the fact that they struggled with depression enough to take their life and to look at them and say, oh, well, they're just suffering eternal torment now because they're just cowards who took the easy way out you know what i'm saying that's just Uh, like yeah i do i do i'm not saying i'm not saying that i don't feel that way because in my in my feelings i do feel that way but then there's other people you could look at and you really do feel no remorse for them like for example hitler he died and i mean if if hell is a place He's definitely there. Yeah, but he did a lot worse things than killed himself. No, I know, but but it, you're literally just relying on what you think is uh, a bad thing at that point. Now, I'm not saying that we need to get like super scriptural on what you think doesn't matter, but I am saying that like we still I, I'm going to come back to this point that like we don't know anything about anything, and like I mean to just say that like. This one is okay, and I should I should not feel remorse for Hitler, and this one is okay, and I should feel remorse for this one. I'm not saying I'm not saying that sounds terrible when I say it like that. Maybe I'm tired. I don't know. But what I'm saying is I do feel absolutely remorse if someone who committed suicide and struggled with depression is like if they are in hell, that's so sickeningly sad. Like that's so heart-wrenchingly yeah, sad. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but the comparison of Hitler and uh, – Yeah, I think I, that, it, it doesn't any, work. But the, I'm the, saying – The comparison like, between Hitler and someone who <laughs> struggled with depression is completely different because – No, you're right. You're right. Because I, I totally, the, I, the reason that I would say that if hell exists, that Hitler's yeah. there, it's not because he killed himself. And his reason for even killing himself was different. I mean, no, I, the, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, say no. I'm not saying you don't, but say, uh, what's his face? Who's the comedian who sadly Robin took his Williams. life? Yeah, Robin Williams. You know, he literally he struggled with depression and was unhappy. Yeah, Hitler tried to murder a race, and the reason he killed himself was not because he was depressed. It was because he didn't want to be taken as captive. He yeah. he literally oh. did take a coward's way out. Yeah, no, and and, and, and that's you, that's I, what I, happened I, with that. So, no, I I hear you, and that comparison isn't fair in any way, shape, or form. And I hope you didn't turn the podcast off because I said that it's not what I was going for at all to try and put them on the same level and compare them as equals. They aren't equals in any way, shape, or form. I was just trying to point out the fact that like I hear what you're saying though. Anyone that's burning in hell, and I I like honestly, I think that Hitler deserves it if anyone does. But it's still like we should probably still feel remorse that anyone – if hell's an eternal place is ever burning there because that's like – that's incredibly sick that someone had to live such a terrible life that that had to happen. But either way – Hey. Sorry. So so Nate – Back to the topic here. Yeah. So Nate had a quick point too and I think that it's kind of like maybe there's no way to really talk about it. But it's just kind of like a – oh, good point. 
Um, okay. Jesus himself said, uh, no one takes my life, but I freely give it. And uh, yeah, he said, I freely lay it down. So wouldn't that in some, and don't Whoa. call me a heretic, but the fact that he knew he That's was going to die. That's my comparison. I feel better now. Thanks for making me feel <laughs> He knew. Well, this is what this podcast is about. We can say whatever crap we want to. And uh, we're not trying. I don't try- want to be. I don't want to be a complete a-hole. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be. I'm not. I, well, I'm not trying to be a theological professor because I'm just trying to figure it out too. But this is just yeah. thoughts in my head. So if Jesus said, not saying that Jesus committed suicide because that is just heresy to say that he committed suicide but i'm because i'm not saying that at all but what i'm saying is yeah define the terms of what is suicide oh wow uh suicide is i mean to me honestly like the only suicide to me when you boil it down is someone who says life is not worth living it's too terrible i want no part of it and there is no reconciliation between me. There's no possibility of reconciliation between me and this life. I must end it. To me, that's what suicide is. It, if someone if someone were to take their life and not think those thoughts, I don't think that I would consider that spiritually as suicide. They, they, I don't think the same consequences exist if that thought mm-hmm. process is, isn't really there. Yeah. So I, I mean, just like, just like any sin, it's not about what you do; it's about what's in your heart. Yeah. So like, to, to me, suicide, suicide is a heart place. Like, if your heart is there, that's where it becomes what I would call a sin. Is whenever you're like, it, it even hurts to call it a sin, but I think I, I think I have to like. It's hard for me to not – I'll say it that way. It's hard for me to not think that someone who's in that place where there's no reconciliation for me in this life, no matter who it hurts, no matter what happens, I care none about the consequences of my decisions because my personal pleasure is worth more than the impact of my actions. And so I'm done. That like – I just don't know because I feel there's more to it than that. It's more, I, I, and you're probably because right. you have to I'm look at from a very limited perspective. You have like, to look <laughs> at what leads someone to that point, not just oh, well, they were selfish and they were just thinking about themselves. Because for, I mean, in a way, I guess that's selfish. But a selfish act usually invokes some kind of gain out of the party at the end of it, like. If a, I mean, to I, them, I mean, isn't just, it gain to die? I mean, have you ever been suicidal? Can you make that judgment? No, I mean, so that's what I'm I've, saying. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I can't say that this person is just this person's in sin because they're just trying to look for the like this is gain to them. And I yeah, know, like, no, maybe no. they're looking for an easy way out. Maybe. Or maybe they're just really struggling with depression and they need some help out of it. And I and maybe they really tried and I'm not okaying suicide at all and I don't think it's a good thing. But I don't think it's I can a terrible thing. There's no way it's a good thing. No, it is a terrible it's a freaking gross thing. Nobody should ever kill themselves. But at the same time I can't sit there and call someone gross for doing it. The act itself is gross, but I don't think anyone deserves that judgment and i don't know maybe well, I, they maybe I, they are maybe they're not 
But the thing is, like, it just sounds super impersonal and super, like, non-empathetic at all to look at someone and say, oh, well, they were just selfish and looking for the easy way out. See you in hell, sinner. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to do that. I feel like my viewpoint does that and it and it I I I feel like I should apologize for my views but I don't want to because I really believe them and I mean basically the way that I see it is no one when it comes to suicide is like you can't walk away from that in a positive and hopeful light you can't you can't say you can't say like well, he's in a better place now and I'm just glad his suffering is over. You you can't say – I don't feel like you could – do you feel like that would be okay? To no, say that I about, don't like, at all. When someone commits suicide, you're like, I'm just glad he's not suffering anymore and he's in a better place. Yeah, I mean I don't believe that at all but I don't think that applies to every person who dies either. I don't think you can go to every funeral and say that. No, no, yeah. But what I'm saying is in specifically the instance of suicide – I don't think I don't you know. Can, maybe, don't, like, maybe if it was like, maybe if it was someone who was like, someone who was strong in their faith. They were a Christian. They knew what they believed, and they struggled with depression, and at the end, lost the fight. I mean, I don't know that person's heart. I don't know what was going oh, yeah. on in that thing before they killed themselves. I'm not gonna pronounce judgment on. I, for me, it depends on the heart and depends on the person themselves. Like if it was. Obviously, someone who didn't know God, didn't want to be a Christian at all, I would say, yeah, I would say that about anyone who didn't know God, that if they died, they were probably separated from God. And I'm okay to make that judgment call or that to draw yeah. that line in my beliefs. Yeah. But, I don't know. For me, for me, it's... Yeah, but can I, you, be, can you because, know God and make a mistake that leads to your death? I guess that's the question. Uh, yes. Yes. Because honestly, at the end of the day, me and you both know that knowing God, uh, doesn't, doesn't do anything for you. Like the Bible specifically says, even the demons know God, like they know he exists. They are aware of him. They believe in him. They believe he is who he says he is and they tremble in fear. So I don't think that that, like that right there isn't a qualification to say like, they knew God, so they had faith. But uh, that's besides the point. That's not really what I'm trying to get but into. But that's not what even what I'm talking – I'm not talking about know God, like know who he is. I'm talking about like had a relationship with God and fought this thing until the end but lost oh, it. Yeah. I'm not talking – I'm not talking yeah. vaguely like, oh, they knew God like the demons knew God. Yeah. That's not even what I'm saying at all. So you're not saying that like they believed in God and called him what he was and – went to church on Sunday, you're talking about like... No, I'm talking about someone who really, really knew... Say someone who struggled with depression on a chemical imbalance level, and their meds got off, and they didn't have their medication and ended up killing themselves, which is really tragic and horrible and i'm sorry for anyone who's listening to this because this is a really dark episode yeah man we we're like we don't have any topics and then this happens (laughs) but what i'm saying is this like does that person does that person merit eternal separation from god because they had that chemical imbalance in their brain that led to their to their uh to their death death yeah 
Can a can a person be Boy. a Christian and make a mistake that leads to their death? Man, and be saved. Uh, I mean, okay, so Keith, I think that we're honestly we're running around in circles on a question that we can't answer because I'm going to return to my friend. His name's Brian. I'm going to return to Brian's point is that when it comes to issues of the heart and where someone's at and their relationship with God, we don't know anything about anything. Like obviously I can take examples from someone's life and I can kind of get an idea of what it looks like they are. But at the end of the day, I mean, the Bible even talks about people that were casting out demons and doing everything right. And then at the end, God's like, no, not really. So suck it. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it does not, come down to the heart, but, but I'm it, not. It does come, but how can you know the heart of anyone? Like, I mean, how can we make that call? So I guess where I'm coming to at the end is no, I can't immediately say that someone that commits suicide is definitely going to hell. I can't say that. But from the outside looking in, it doesn't look good. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if all I have to go off of is the evidence that's observable by me and my evidence says, no, nah, I, I, that it's, it's really hard for me to say, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm glad it happened. They're in a better place now. It's just better for them. I'm sorry for everyone that happened in the family, but for that person specifically, I, I think that they're blessed to be gone now, honestly, because of the suffering they were going through. I can't, I don't think I can bring myself to say that because I don't think that's true. Uh, but it's hard for me to say based on evidence that yes, they're in heaven. But I don't know someone's heart, so I can't really make that call. I can't say I know because they did this that they're in hell or that they won't go to heaven. I don't think that we can make those types of calls for people. I mean two, two things. One, I totally agree with you on that last statement. And I guess my point is like why does it matter? Like why do we feel like we need to make that judgment call on everyone's eternal destination? That's not – I don't want to. Like if someone's yeah. dead, obviously their time of making reconciliation and making choices to follow God or not follow God is over. Mm-hmm. Where they landed on which side of eternity, who knows? I, I don't care to try and figure that out. What I can yeah. figure out is the people around me. What I can figure out is how can I, how can I love the people who are in my life right now? the people who are happy, the people who are sad, the people who are in need, the people who are in excess. Like, how can I love people? How can I be there for people regardless yeah. of what I, what I feel about someone else's eternal salvation? Because that's not even my freaking call to make. I, I don't care. I'm not trying to determine whether well, someone was saved or not when they killed themselves. Personally, I think they could be, but I yeah. think they couldn't be. I could, I, yeah, I, I mean, think, I think but but I think the same about everything. Like someone, someone could die in a car wreck, car wreck, and you don't know if they were saved or not. Someone could die of cancer, and you don't know if they were saved or not. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, dude, like, if yeah, this is the thing is I don't know if I can go so far as to say I don't care because if I really do, believe, I'm not saying I don't care though. I'm saying I'm saying someone is already dead. I what. What I was saying, my whole spiel about loving the people around me is that saying I care about the people who are in my life right now. Now, the people who are gone in our past, I care yeah. about them. I will always have a spot in my heart for them. 
but their their time of making choices is done and i don't say that in a harsh way it doesn't matter how they died my grandpa died a month ago and he lived until he was 73 years old you know what i'm saying like so regard i loved him and he was an awesome man but his time has passed and i hope that he's with god so i'm not trying to uh, distract myself with such trivial things that i'll never even know what i do want to focus on is the people in my life right now that i can have a positive effect on not sit here and determine who's going to hell and who's not and sound like some religious bigot when i just say everyone who's ever killed themselves is in hell right now because they're cowards and took the easy way out that just sounds like bs if you ask me no, and I, I I agree with that. I do. But I don't want to downplay the travesty. And because like the Bible says, and I think that this is – this can still apply. The truth that's in the scriptures is – I don't literally – I don't think it's literal, but the truth is there. That it says you would do yourself better. It would be more wise of you to spend time in a house of mourning or the house of the dead than to spend time – partying and marrying and having fun and doing things because mortality is a real part of life. And I don't think that we should just like, Oh, well, don't worry about this. No one look over here at this travesty because there's nothing we can learn from this or gain and benefit to make sure that like, like I think that that type of a situation, there's still some learning that we can pull from it. Like when someone makes poor choices, we see the impact it's still – and I do care. I, I really believe in being with God, being judged by God. I believe that there's a right and a wrong way to there, – there's a, there's a bad and a good way to land in eternity. And because I care about that, I think it's worth thinking about a little bit just so I can like, – like we're doing right now. Tell people what we think about it because we care about them and this may – this truth may have an impact on their life at some point. And I, 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 maybe it is trivial. Maybe you're right. And I, I'm oh, totally open to being wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say, this one's in heaven. That one's in hell. This one's in heaven. That one's in hell. But I am going to take time to say that do not risk your eternity on hopelessness. It is not worth the the death yeah, and of, your, of yourself. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, there's still – Basically, I don't need to talk about that. People get it. Suicide hurts the people around you, the people in your life, and I think probably God. I'm not saying that it's immediate hell for you if you commit suicide, but it's a terrible travesty yeah, and I that hear, should be measured I hear with what, some respect. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense. It does. And any time life is lost, whether it's suicide, homicide, genocide – whatever side it is, killing is wrong. Killing an eternal human spirit, an eternal human soul is a wrong thing to do. But when it comes to suicide, like I, and I know that you don't mean it like this, but it, it sounds heartless to just say, well, think about what you're doing. It's just wrong. And you're hurting people and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you don't think they know that. You don't think that someone who's struggling with depression to the point where they are contemplating killing themselves, you don't think they know that it's going to hurt people? You don't think they know 
that their life sucks, they probably think about it more than you even know. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't come back to that because I know that they know, and I'm not trying to say that that person deserves our judgment because they know and they still do it. I'm not saying like, – I'm not trying to put any judgment on those yeah. people. I'm trying to put health. Like I, I – and, and this, is, this is true. I'll stand here is that you can't look at that situation and say that that's healthy. And I'm just trying no, to promote – I'm trying to promote the fact that examining ways that we can help someone who's unhealthy get healthy and the impacts of being unhealthy – it's worth talking about to help people that are currently unhealthy. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no, I agree up. with you on like I'm just bring, a, I'm not bringing up that we need to focus on the travesty to really shame who it was so that someone doesn't want to be like that. I'm, I'm not trying to – that's the, that's the farthest thing from what I'm trying to do right now is that like I don't want to put any weights on someone who took their life because they couldn't handle it. I mean – when we boil it down for those of us who aren't dead, those are all really unhealthy choices and I'm not trying to connect them to some spiritual thing like, guys, because it's spiritually wrong and you're going to hurt people, don't commit suicide. But in some way, shape or form, those are healthy thoughts to think that I don't want to hurt everyone in my life. Things will get better and those are thoughts that I'm yeah. saying they're healthy to have and – I, I'm okay to say that. Like, it's not wrong for me to say that. No, 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 I'm no, not, no, no. I'm not shaming that's anyone not, who's committed suicide not, for having unhealthy thoughts. I'm just saying to focus on this travesty and pull from it, you can see well, basically what we're doing is we're taking time to define what is unhealthy so people can know to where the boundaries are to stay healthy and how I can be more healthy. Yeah, no, and that's not – I'm not saying that that you're doing that at all. I mean, I agree with you definitely that suicide is an unhealthy thing. Anything, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the most unhealthiest thing that can happen is death. I mean, that's yeah. the that's the ultimate epitome of an unhealthy lifestyle is death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, suicide is unhealthy. But what I'm looking at is the... Not the fact that it is a mental health issue that needs to be addressed, but it's like the way we address it because the Christianese way to address it is just to say, oh, well, uh, that's just wrong. You shouldn't ha be having thoughts like that. And that's what I'm saying. It just kind of came across as that when you were talking of like, of like, and maybe that's not how you would address someone you know that's struggling with depression, but that's just the way it kind yeah. of sounds in the way that that I have heard it presented to people who are struggling with depression of just like, well, just don't talk about it. Don't deal with it. Uh, you know, God doesn't want that. That's not how you should be thinking. Well, of course, people know that's not how they should be thinking. But the thing is, sometimes there are other the other factors in there other than just, hey, I shouldn't be thinking like this. I truly believe that sometimes it's just emotions and yeah. people getting emotional. But I do believe that other times 
it is a freaking clinical thing. Like it is a diagnosis that this person yeah. is struggling with something much like, much like someone would struggle with diabetes and die from it or struggle with no, cancer yeah. or die from it. Some, some, some people struggle from depression and die from it. Even if it was technically their own willingness that committed it, yeah. they didn't just wake up one day and were happy, go lucky, and then just say, hey, you know what would be fun if I just kill myself and go to hell today? No, yeah, but I, I, I hear you, and I'm going to do it again and come close to this line and risk sounding like a total jerk. I, I don't want to, but I totally believe everything you're saying. Someone who's struggling with a mental health issue like depression, suicidal thoughts – the medicine they need is not for you to tell them what's right and wrong. They're fully aware of that. They know what's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. You don't need to say it anymore. They already got that. They need the medicine of love, someone that can come along them and, and serve them and be in their life to the fullest. And hopefully we cure the disease. That, that, that's what they need. But I'm not going to I mean or out. sometimes it's I, just I, a chemical imbalance and – I mean, there are people who literally, if they're not on antidepressants, will kill themselves. And and no, yeah, I, I'm not God could do is wrong. God could do that. a miracle and heal that. But there are some yeah. people who, without certain drugs and antidepressants, they would be really, really depressed. No, no, and I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I, medicine is good. If you're, if like, if someone, in my opinion, some Christians would be like. Medicine is bad. You need to rely on God. I'm like, what is this freaking like 1100 AD? What? You, <laughs> take your medicine. You know what I mean? God loves you when you're taking your medicine. It's healthy for you to do that. Let's continue to work with you while you're taking medicine because yeah. I don't get mad at people with diabetes whenever <laughs> they take their medicine. And like God should just fix that. Tell your you. blood sugar to obey you. <laughs> yeah. Tell it to obey Christ. Yeah, I don't do that with anybody else. So why do I have to be a douche to people that have a mental illness? But I now I say that. So it's not what we need to tell people who are struggling with this is that it's right or wrong. But I will never, and I'm going to hardline stand here, I won't ever say that suicide is just okay. Go ahead. Never going to say that. No. Because no it's I mean, wrong. Suicide is the wrong choice. It is the and wrong that, and, choice. And I'm saying that. And I'm just – I'm going to call it what it is. Suicide is a bad choice. Deciding yes. to stay alive is a good choice. I That's hear you. the truth and I'm going to treat it that way. But I'm not saying that I need to go – like I don't want to be the actual douchebag of the world and go to people that are struggling with depression and like you're wrong. OK. Repent. So I'm going to go does, back does to – Yes, I hear you and I'm going to go back to my original question here and okay. just give me a yes or no answer what you think. OK. So – Yes, suicide is wrong. It is not a good thing. And I have, throughout this whole conversation, I haven't said that it's okay one time. No, but I, I, yeah. Do you think it's okay for someone to. Uh, how was the way you worded that earlier, Nate? And be saved. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The way that Nate worded it earlier, which was perfect, can a Christian make a mistake that leads to death, a.k.a. killing themselves, and still have 
a heart that's worthy of being with God. Short answer, yes. And I know know it's more complicated than that because my short answer is yes, but I know that there are other factors in, there's scriptures, there's this and that, but I have to say, gotcha, gotcha, but I have to say that I do believe someone can be a Christian, struggle with depression, and I'm not saying it's okay, but lose the battle at the end and still had a heart that sought after God the whole time, even through the battle. And I think that person would be okay to be with God in the end. And, I think so too. And I, I think, agree with you wholeheartedly. And that's that's throughout this whole conversation, that's the place I was trying to bring it to that, that one question. Like, is suicide all the time a deal breaker for God? No. Definitely not. I think I think we had covered that a little bit earlier. Maybe I don't know. Our brains were just in different places, but now we've come to agreement. But like, absolutely, someone can make a mistake that results in their death, and still their heart could have been with God. I don't yeah. think you need to verbally repent for every sin that you commit in order to be saved. I don't think that that's a necessary thing. God knows the heart, and I don't know the heart. So why don't I just play with? Why don't I play by those rules that that I don't I don't know the heart. I will stand by my stance though that like from the outside looking in gives me reason to believe that there might have been some messed up stuff in, I mean, in I their just... head. But but messed up stuff in their head doesn't mean their heart wasn't right with God. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I can't. I don't think I can just throw that in there. I'm never gonna be like. Yeah, I mean, I think it was cool. They're going to heaven. Whatever. It's not. It's not. I'll never say that because that's. It's. It's. It's bad. Suicide is bad, and there's some messed up stuff going on, and it's not good in any way, shape, or form. But I don't think it immediately disqualifies someone from heaven. Does that make Does that make sense? To, am I still Am I still in crappy guy territory or no, I you mean, think it's I okay for you. me to hold that? No, I hear you. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I just I just don't feel like it makes any sense to for me to to even try to make a judgment call on it based off what it looks like from the outside. I just don't think that's valid. I don't think it matters for me to make a judgment call based off what it looked like on the outside. I hope the guy had a heart to follow God and mm-hmm. you know, if they were a Christian and were fighting depression, yeah. I hope they had a heart to follow God and that they were repented of it. But I yeah. honestly am not going to say, but I mean, it looks bad. I just, I'm just never going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, mean, but I'm not it, saying it, suicide is a good thing either. I don't think suicide is a good thing at all. Taking any sort of, of human life is never a good thing, regardless of what kind of death it is. But I'm not going to look at someone who is a Christian, maybe that committed suicide and say, Oh, well he could have been saved, but it was suicide. So there's a pos- there's a big possibility. He wasn't. Yeah. 
I mean, at the uh, and and I I I hear you. I I hear where you're coming from because that's a dangerous stance to take, and I I'm not even fully committed to it. Honestly, it's just kind of where my brain is landing right now. Uh, I mean, to 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 try and work it out. I mean, you could apply it to other sins, like say for example, um, if someone made a mistake, had an affair, cheated on their wife. And then uh, died on the way home. Can that person go to heaven? I'm just generalizing it into like stuff that we know is yeah. wrong in God's eyes. So if if that happened, the guy makes a mistake and then dies, and there is no life after that for him. Can he go to heaven? I mean, me personally, then I'm going to be crazy and everybody in the world is going to be like, Ben, you're a heretic. But I think, yes, he can still go to heaven because God knows the heart. If his heart's bad, then no. If his heart was like good, which is totally possible, it just made a mistake. I think, yes, he could go to heaven. So I think but, the only thing that from, separates from the, the only thing that separates those two for me, because I'm. I'm sitting here trying to think about it because that is a that's a big question to pose. So I'm trying to get a logical answer together formulated in my brain. Yeah. I think the only difference between those two is the thing that led a man to cheat on his wife was lust and was that uh just the desires of the flesh. Now even maybe he did repent on the car ride home. I don't know, but the thing is with clinical depression, and I'll, I'll speak purely of clinical depression. Okay. The thing okay. is with that is it is a literal imbalance in the brain. It is something that the someone didn't wasn't tempted into being depressed. Someone wasn't tempted into killing themselves. It was in strictly the case of a clinically depressed person yeah it is something that they did not choose to do it wasn't what not suicide i'm speaking of depression itself yeah uh, depression itself it wasn't something they chose they didn't choose to be depressed so no. the man I mean, the man who cheated on his wife he chose that he let lust burn in his heart and he made the decision to sleep with another woman and he chose that path the person who is struggling with depression, the clinical depression, they didn't choose to be that way. So that would be my answer to that. I think, I, I think that analogy, although I understand where you're going with it, isn't exactly perfect. I don't think it is either. I don't think it – but I mean I was trying to – because we're going back to mental illness versus non-mental illness. I don't think someone's going to hell because of a mental illness. I'm just trying to address like factors as if we say that it is a sin, which it isn't for everybody, because I think that mental illness, we can't really hold people totally accountable for that if it's clinical, like you just said. Yeah. But if it's not necessarily and it's just suicide without clinical depression because you what feel, really, yeah. feel really bad about something. Like someone who feels so much grief and shame for something that they did and then kills themselves. 
because they don't want to deal with the grief. I mean, yeah, like I basically, what's the difference between I, I, where do we draw that line? What's mental illness and what's just a choice? You know what I mean? Like, cause we know people do crazy things of their own volition. Like people, not everyone that kills someone is insane. Sometimes they just make bad choices. I think that's also possible in this realm. It doesn't have to be a mental illness that leads you to suicide. What else would? I mean, what would lead someone to kill someone other than a mental illness? Like just like like, like homicide? Just, yeah, like homicide. Like I go out and shoot somebody cuz I hate them and they're terrible. I go out and shoot them because they're I hate them and they're terrible. That's such an extreme choice that it seems like it's a, I must have a mental illness if I'm willing to do that, but that's not true. And I think the same thing we could say about this realm is that like I hate myself so much and it's not because of clinical depression. I just hate myself so much that I'm going to take my life. I'm not I like, I mean, and this is, it's getting into some, it's basically we're boiling it down to is mental illness, non-mental illness, mental illness isn't sin. It's possible that people without mental illnesses that choose to kill themselves. I think it is we're sin. complicating it too much. Right. I think we might be complicating it too much at the end of the day. I mean, having this discussion is choosing and to, to complicate it and work it out. Anytime we dive into a topic like this, we're not just going to like, yeah, I don't know. Huh? Funny. You know, you know what I mean? But I don't want to end every conversation on, oh, hey, let's look at 5,000 different variables. Oh, eh, well, yeah. uh, I don't no, know that. No, and no, at the end yeah, of the conversation, right. it's just like, so what, well, who who really knows? Yeah. I mean, you're, no, no, you're right. I mean, I mean I think, I, at the end of this I think conversation, we this. At the end, no, I mean, I'm going to, at the end of this conversation, I'm going to take my stance and we're probably going to take two separate ones on this. Okay. So what's your, what's your stance, Keith? I mean, my stance is that I really don't see a reason that someone would kill themselves other than for mental illness. I don't understand. I don't really see. I don't really see why someone would. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to understand. I don't understand how someone could just randomly decide to hate their lives so much as to just kill themselves or to try and prove a point to somebody and kill themselves. I just don't. I mean, maybe in some situations someone is just stupid and is just trying to prove a point or something like that. But maybe, maybe that's an option in some cases, but I think in most cases of suicide, I really think a lot of it has to be on a clinical depression basis where they that person needed help, whether it was medication, whether they needed maybe they needed some healing from God, whatever it was, maybe there was someone who could have reached out to them that didn't, and yeah. i don't I don't know how to really answer it, but I'm not at the end of the day. Like I just, I don't want to say this is my stance that I'm going to make at the end of the day. I don't want to say whether someone is going to hell or not when they killed themselves. I want to figure out 
how can I stop other people from killing themselves? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, that last little bit that you said, I will completely agree with. I don't want to spend my time deciding is this person in hell? Is this person not in hell? I want to focus on the people I have around me and make sure that I can protect them, even if it's from their self and their mental illnesses, because suicide is not how I want their lives to end. Exactly. I, I and I and, and saying heaven hell is not near as important. Making that judgment is not near as important as the people that I have around me and where they actually do go. And I think that the best thing that I can do for them is just focus on introducing them to God rather than talking about suicide sends you to hell or it's okay and it sends you to heaven. That's like almost completely irrelevant to the people that I have around me. Yeah, and that's actually doing literally nothing. Yeah, no, and I I totally agree with you. I will say I I think I disagree with your other point though is that people can't commit suicide unless they have a mental illness. No, no, no. I didn't say that. And I, I retracted that statement too if you were okay, listening. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. I, I must have missed that one little no, piece. Cause, no, because I, I did say that that you know there, were, there are scenarios or situations where that could happen. Yeah. Like I mean there's, there is a lot of darkness and terrible things in this life. And I mean honestly like – Life is rough. I don't care if you have a mental illness. If you don't, like, life is a hard thing. Like, there, I'm, I'm just going to be open and vulnerable here is that, like, there has been multiple times where I've had crazy thoughts. Like, oh, I should just, just leave it. Like, whatever my life is, screw my life. I'm going to go start over. And I, those thoughts, I don't let them run very far in my life because – I don't know of a, what I would consider a, a healthy brain that I have that lets me make decisions that are the right decisions and the ones that I feel like I have something inside of me that tells me what I think is right and I follow it. But I've had crazy thoughts to do crazy things before and I don't think I have a mental illness. But like I can see how someone might have a crazy thought and act on it without a mental illness you know? because I've been in some dark places. Not saying life isn't dark. I'm just saying – you don't have to have a mental illness to see a darkness so great that you want to run away from it in the release of death. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So I think, I think at the end of the day, we might still hold slightly different views, but we agree on, in my, in my opinion, the most important fact that whether we call this one way or we call it the other way is that we're not afraid to say that like suicide is terrible and we want everyone around us to not end their lives that way. And Man, so we're just, yeah, pursu- just we're we're pursuing the best way to keep people safe yeah. and let them know that they're loved and valuable. At the end of the day, I want people to be happy. And honestly, like not to be like cliche and and uh uh whatever, but I do believe that one of the greatest privileges and honors of being a Christian is I have those fruits of the spirit that I did not have before. Man, before I was a Christian, I was happy, but I did struggle with depression. I did struggle with feeling inadequate. And I didn't have perfect love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Like I did not, I didn't have the fruits of the spirit. No, I'm just kidding. Like I didn't, (laughs) I didn't have these things that I have now. And like we talked about on our spiritual experience episode, the thing that makes me want to be a Christian, the thing that saved me in the first place was experience the experiencing the embrace of the Father, feeling yeah. 
held by God and loved by God. Like that is what made me want to be a Christian in the first place. So I think honestly, when it comes to depression and stuff like that, like they are real things, but they can be fought with even realer things in my mind. Yeah. So, no, yeah, that's a that's a really powerful way to say it. I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, it is. They are real things, but they can be fought with realer things. Like I, I totally. It's probably that, not not the, the most grammatically correct thing, but hey, whatever. Screw grammatically correct. We're here to make a, a cool statement, Keith. And yeah, whatever. Fight real things <laughs> no. with realer things. <laughs> yeah, bruh, deal with it. No, but, I mean, it's it's so true. Like honestly, dude, at the. At, the, when I'm in a really, really dark place, the thing that I come down to is like I literally could lose everything in my life. Like I don't even want to think about it. But my wife, my kids, my friends, my family, my ability to speak, my ability to walk. I could be paralyzed. I could just whatever. The worst of the worst could come to me and I won't be so ignorant to tell you that I know exactly how I'd feel and I'd be able to make – real decisions exactly in this mindset if that happened to me. But I will say that like, as I stand now, I feel like I could be stripped of every good thing in my life. And I would still be able to think thoughts like, but your love is never going to leave me. And I believe that you're good. And I will taste and see how good you are for eternity. And it's those like, things. That, that's like tattooed it's, on my heart. I can't let it go. I can't. I can't say that I'll. When I'm in those terrible places, I'll be feeling nice and dandy about it. But I'm saying, as much as I break and as much as I cry, I will never let that go. And I don't think that I can let it go because I know it to be true. Yeah, and it's holding on to those things, those good things that that keep me focused, that keep me holding on to love and holding on to God because if it weren't for those things I wouldn't be a Christian if if it wasn't for the fact that I know that God loves me that I know that that he has deep satisfaction in my life and he wants me to experience him yeah and he wants me to interact with him then I I wouldn't be a Christian. There would be no there would be no hope in any of it because at that point, I mean, it's like with the whole suicide thing and yeah. people wanting to condemn it and call it a sin or whatever it is, whatever you know, quote sin unquote, you know, it is at at to the point where you're condemning it and calling someone a, someone a sinner and telling them they're destined for hell. It's literally just fear driven. And it's trying to scare someone into being a Christian or scare them into agreeing with what you have to say. But I don't believe in that kind of fear mongering anymore. I don't think that I don't think that I need to argue someone or scare someone into being a Christian for them to experience God. I think God needs to encounter them. And I think people need love more than they need fear. No, I I totally agree with you. That's a topic for another podcast. 
love versus fear. I'd love to have that debate sometime, but we don't have time tonight. That's for sure. But I, yeah. I, I want to make, I want to talk about something that we just did. I think that's the I, most we've ever disagreed on a podcast before. Yeah, I know. Right. I while simultaneously, I, I hate your freaking guts. Why? So, <laughs> while simultaneously not really disagreeing. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think so. That was a good talk. That was a good talk. But I want I want to go back, rewind a second, because I know that there are intellectual people that listen to this podcast, and I want to rewind back to yeah, what we just said. I told everybody on this podcast that I know it's tattooed on my heart that God loves me and He wants good things for me, and He has the power to deliver on that promise yeah. for eternity. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I stand on. You're darn right. That's what I stand on. And then you said, I felt the embrace of the father, that spiritual experience and the intellectual people I'm sure out there listening are like, so what? You're just going to like tell me that you felt <laughs> butterflies and like, oh, that's the thing that fixes it for me, buddy. Is those butterflies, they just make me feel all warm and freaking fuzzy. You know, and, and I know there's that how intellectual sound to you. Yeah. When an intellectual is being ignorant, yes, that's how okay. they sound. To me. Okay, that's the sound of ignorance. No, but when a, a, an intellectual person can say, "So that's it. That's what you stand on." There's no, there's no scripture. It's just those feelings. I'm, yes. I'm going to be so real with you and boil it down and say, "Yes, mm-hmm. sir." I have had communion with the higher power and you can tell me I'm nuts. You can tell me I'm freaking crazy. But if God is who he says he is in the Bible, you can't tell me that there's a better way to to hold myself up in a dark situation. Don't come at me and say – you need to have a more logic-based argument to stay happy. What the freak are you talking about? Like life is about – Feelings, And if you're going to discount them and say that you can't trust them, they're there for a reason. And I'm not saying I'm relying totally on my feelings. That's not where I'm at with this whole thing. But I am saying that what I have experienced, I consider fact. And Mm -hmm. that is enough. And I'm being honest with you. The hungry people out there that are intellectuals that wish they could have a real experience and feel things, those people are – I'll bet they're eating it up right now. They don't want to admit that they're eating it up, but they're eating it up that we're claiming to have some kind of subjective experience with God because that's amazing. That's incredible if that's true. That is freaking blowing my mind if that subjective experience is real. If it's not real and you have to rely on just logic, sweet, work that out. It's philosophy class. Go to college. Get saved. Whatever. But if there's a real way to subjectively experience God, what the heck have I been doing my whole life that I haven't had that? That's really the challenge of faith. Sorry, I'm getting on a tangent. But what I'm saying is for all you intellectual people that are like, oh, they're just talking about experiences and butterflies. And that's how you stop yourself from being depressed. Real good solution there, you idiots. That You can call me an idiot all you want, but I've seen things. I feel that I have experienced God. And you can't just look at me and be like, that sounds stupid. You know, so does just having a logical answer for everything. Sometimes you got to experience things you don't fully understand to really get the, the gist of what life is about. So sorry, I'm, I'm being an intellectual, <laughs> talking to other intellectuals, telling you to loosen your belt, tightwad. Loosen your belt. <laughs> well, I think we can agree on one thing. Yes. This podcast was brought to you by 
intellectuals. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by intellectuals that have made us really frustrated so much so that we have to put out something other than a bunch of intellectual poop. No, I mean, I'm not frustrated. I don't, I don't mind thinking as long as I'm okay to feel as long as exactly as long as you give weight to feelings. Yeah. If my, if my feelings or see, I'll go beyond that and not call it feelings because that's exactly what it wants to be uh, defined as. But I will go beyond that and call it what it is, and it is a spiritual experience. And I will say that those those real things, one. yeah, a real one, those things hold value to me. So, and I and I hold those as truth, just as much as I hold the Bible as truth. So, yes. I mean, other, otherwise, like... I mean, the Bible's written by people who literally just had the same kind of experiences that I've had. It's yeah. written by those same guys, but for some reason, the Bible's written now, so we don't need experiences anymore. More, yeah, so more weight. Shoot those, shoot more those spiritual weight. experiences out of your butthole because you don't need them, and they, or they're worthless. I don't... I've never understood that now, like, how it's like, well, you can have those experiences, but... uh if what you had isn't written in the Bible, then uh, it's probably the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I don't get oh it. man, that's like the biggest God in a box scenario I've ever heard of in my yeah. life. It's just I'm tired of that. That's some <laughs> garbage to me. But I just wanted to make that point because I know at the end of this, we're like, so what is really holding you down? My subjective experiences. Well. <laughs> Glad I listen to this podcast, bunch of idiots. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Hey, and if it's but not for I, you, I see you later. I mean, you don't have to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just don't want to apologize for the fact that. No, I'm not going ex- to. The experiences that I've had, I count them as real. I'm sorry, bro. I hope I that all my do. talking. I hope that all my talking has proved that I can be a logical person too. Yeah, I think that we did a really good job addressing intellectual points, but then when it came time for a solution, we had to revert back to our feelings. And I think the intellectuals would see that as weak, but I'm just asking you to open up your icy heart to the fact that life is more than logical thoughts. Come on, there Mr. Are, Freeze. There are like, like life is about experiences. So I'm I, sorry, I'm just I'm really passionate about that, man, because I am an intellectual. And it sucks that everybody else is like, oh, yeah, you're dumb. You're so dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> because just because I rely on experience to provide a lot, of the, a lot of the value and logical basis for my life, those feelings are there for a reason. You have them too. You should try them out sometime. They're pretty freaking dandy. And I hope you enjoyed <laughs> this sermon brought to you by Pilgrims and Prodigals. All right, sir. Oh, this is not. This is the opposite of a sermon. <laughs> hey, uh, we're we're like literally almost an hour and a half in, so we need to call this. I don't apologize for nothing. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, hey, we love you guys. Um, thank you for you for whoever you are who started following us and listening to the podcast this week. We appreciate you, and you know, please don't be too offended at what we say. Sometimes we're really open here, so. If yeah, you we're not we're not smart, so you can't blame us. Yeah, and if you have <laughs> if you don't agree with us, please go to our Facebook page, um, like and follow us, and join our group, Pilgrims and Prodigals, and let's talk. Let's figure all this stuff out because, like I say in every episode we record, I'm not claiming to be the holder of truth. I'm claiming to be the pursuer of truth, and I'm Dudes, not. Put it on a t-shirt. 
Yeah, and all the crap that I say, I'm not claiming to be right. I'm claiming to express what's going on inside of me. So, like, yeah, so uh, join the Facebook, uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, all that cool stuff. We don't have a Snapchat uh, because we're not promotional. Teenagers. Promotional obligation, insert promotional obligation here. Yes. <laughs> We're obligated to promote ourselves. Yeah, we have to. Otherwise, we don't grow, and we're not really fulfilling our purpose. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I I agree. It's good to have these conversations, people. Even if you feel like you didn't get anywhere, life is worth figuring out. So to go talk to somebody Ooh, about it. <laughs> hey, can I can I say something? Uh, well, you did say we were an hour and a half. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Feel free. I don't even care. Look, listeners, I care about you, but not enough to cut this podcast off. Go, Keith. <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, go follow us on iTunes as well and give us a review if you love us. And we're on the Google Play Store now too, so go there. Pretty soon we're going to be on Stitcher as well and cross your fingers, hopefully on Spotify. Still waiting on a verification. But uh, yeah, hopefully we've got those two venues going soon, those avenues going soon. But yeah, we're on iTunes and Google Play, so you can for sure, regardless of what device you are on, you can find us wherever podcasts are located. Hey. Yeah. That's good stuff. All right. Well, uh, Keith, I love you. It's exactly uh, 2.02 in the morning. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to go the freak to bed. Yeah, dude. I'm going yeah. to the beach tomorrow, so... What, there's, ah. We live in Indiana, Keith. What the freak is wrong with you? What beach are you going to? Michigan Beach, up north. Oh, geez. Well, that's cool. I'm kind of jealous. But I am going to be going to a Brazilian steakhouse tomorrow and eating unlimited amounts of filet mignon, grilled garlic chicken, and beef brisket. I would just eat the filet mignon. Well, honestly, a yeah. I'd, I eat as much as they'll bring to me, but... Yeah. Go... Brazilian steakhouses, yo, if you're listening to this, promotional. Uh, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you're in Anderson or around the Tucanos, if it's your birthday, sign up. You get one, buy one, get one free meals. Totally worth it. Unlimited hey, and meat. maybe, you know, if we can get enough followers, we can start a Patreon and it'd be cool to make money off this and be able to do it full time someday. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. That, so here at 2.03 in the morning, you're hearing our dreams. If we could do this podcast full time, I mean, you have no idea how great that would be. That would be amazing. You would get to I hear all of our opinions. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like <laughs> there would be there would be so much that I would do. But I – you know, I'm, I'm – you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to go dream about this for real. I'm going to go be asleep. <laughs> and dream about doing the podcast full time rather than just stay up and keep talking about it. Yeah. So uh, if you stayed on for this last little five minutes, I appreciate you. I want to give you something, but I don't have enough money to do that because my <laughs> air conditioning's dying. But just know if I did have money, I would want to help you. I love you. Mm. All right. <laughs> I'm out of here, man. I got to get to All bed. Right. Deuces, everybody. Have a great night. Yep. Yeah.